this is probably the most significant purchase. And so you need to just make sure that you're educated and you're not just one of the numbers collecting a check. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast. And I am one of your hosts, Jeff Beggins, along with my brother in the blue Greg shirt. Greg Beggins. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. That's right. And Mr. Mike Puma. What's going on, everyone? Glad to be back. Good to see you here. And we have a really, really cool, unique member uh, for the Happy Age Podcast today, and it is Crystal Washington Booth. She's so cool. She's got to have three names. And we've got a great, she's not just an agent, she's a phenomenal agent. We were in the business, has kicked some butt, has joined our management team and our leadership team, and has a really cool story. So as you know, I'm super excited to have to be working with you, Crystal, as you know. And I think there's a lot of good of knowledge that we're going to be able to drop to those who are watching for this one. So I want to welcome you to the company and welcome you to the podcast. And um, if we could get started, I'd love to kind of hear the background from you. Like, where did where did Crystal's journey start? What kind of industries? I know you've been a whole spectrum of them. And, and then we'll kind of evolve into kind of how that led the stepping stones into real estate. And I think it's a very interesting journey. So welcome. Thank you. Well, first of all, um, Jeff, thank you very much to you and Craig and Mike for this opportunity and to also be part of your team. So I am excited and delighted uh, to be a member of uh, the Beggins Family Enterprises. Um, kind of my story, um, I started off in banking, didn't know what I was going to do. I started off as a management trainee and 15 years later, um, my career evolved and really ties into real estate because one of the things that uh, my last role I had, it was to make rich people richer. And so when you think about the clients that we have, that was me on the other side, making sure that their deals were structured correctly. Um, from there, one of my clients was the founder of HGTV, uh, created a position and a role for me. And um had 17 wonderful years of working um, at the company, HGTV Food Network and the parent company Scripps, and um, enjoyed my time and um, my evolution there. So fast forward, um, and yes, I'm aging myself. So don't anybody- I was just do doing the math, math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> do not do the math. <laughs> well, so well, Chris, I did- Crystal, 15 and 17 is 33, and you were probably 18 <laughs> when you got up. <laughs> I graduated from high school at 15. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> Crystal, let, let's talk for a second. I want to just blow through that, right? So that was a significant time period of your life and evolution too, and steps of the whole the whole Scripps world. So what are some of the things that you did along that journey in the, in the corporate world? So in, in the corporate world, if we go back to banking, I was a management trainee. I was a sales manager. I was a sales training manager and I was a middle market lender. So I did loans. And so I understand the financial component that our clients go through. But on the business side, I did loans for companies of $10 million and up. 
And then um, when I went over to Scripps, um, what my um, career path was is um, my role, which is very similar to what um, I'm doing in the Orlando market, was my role was to brand the company's footprint. So I was hired as the first um, director of community relations. And really, I just built in, um, I built the philanthropic arm and got the company's name out. Similar to us here, where we're looking to get the Beckins name out to be able to grow on what the foundation has already been established. This is kind of like the perfect synergy um, together. Um, also at Scripps, I, I led um, uh, human resources, diversity and inclusion. Um, so really, as we are looking at our marketplace and trying to get homeowners in, in various aspects, my diversity and inclusion background um, is very key. I also led vendor management. Um, I led um, our legal operations. And more importantly, from a relationship standpoint, I was the relationship manager for our biggest shareholder. So lots of different hats. Um, all of those multiple hats are, are what I'm doing now um, in my role. So relationship building is key. Yeah, you got some multiple hats in this role for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and education wiggled through this quite a bit through your, through your career too. Right, starting yes. at University of Cincinnati, wasn't it? And yes, I went to University of Cincinnati. Uh, go Bearcats! Though they lost in the national um, in playing Alabama, um, you know. But hey, there goes my alumni dues. They're going <laughs> up again, I'm sure. But um, my undergraduate degree is at the University of Cincinnati. Um, I have a master's in business administration as well, and I've also done some executive training um, at Harvard and also at UCLA. So. Education is key. And, you know, with us here, education is key. I'm one of those geeks that likes to get the certification um, because certifications are key. I, I think that the certifications really um, set you apart, that you're not just a licensed agent. And so um, in my downtime, I'm, I'm kind of geeky and I do a lot of online training as well. Yeah, you've got quite the alphabet after your name. All the different <laughs> designations along the way. It's great, though. But you're right on because that that shows that you you're in it. It shows that you're serious about it. You spend the time and and you you like to master your craft, which is pretty cool. So does that mean you actually read all those books in your in your backdrop backdrop? <laughs> There's a portion of the books that I've read back here. Um, my husband was a pastor for 40, for almost 50 years, uh, actually 52 years. And so um, I have his library behind me. So I figure some of this knowledge is going to rub off. That's right. Osmosis. All right. So we've got a huge education background. We've got an amazing corporate world. How in the world did you end up in real estate? So how I ended up in real estate, um, I've moved around. So with those positions, I did not live in just one city. So I've moved around to different regions, to different states, and I've had some realtors that were good, and I had some realtors that were not so good. And so when I was looking uh, to relocate uh, to Florida, I said, you know, what better chance, because all of us have our bucket list of what is that one career move. So as I'm going into, you know, this third iteration of my career, I said, I want to try and see if I can be successful as an agent. And so that is what I've done. And I've used some of my personal knowledge of um, what I really liked and what I didn't like. And I've tried to craft it into my business. But the, the thought came about. 
and said, all right, what's next for me? Where's the industry? How am I going to go do this? And then it was, it was the real estate. And then, so how did you search? Because you didn't start out with us. So you kind of looked around, like, what was your qualification side of the world? Like, what were you looking for in a brokerage and in the industry to to help you get going? Like, what was important to you at that time making the transition? Say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. So um, when I was looking at different brokerage firms, I looked at boutiques. I looked at some middle size and I also looked at larger firms as well. And what was key to me was the educational component. And um, it's no secret, I was at one of the big box names before. And what I found that was very intriguing was, how can I learn? What else can I do? What resources do they provide? And how can I utilize those to help me grow? And so after about a year in the business, um, it was actually my one year anniversary, I knew that where I was was not where I wanted to be long term. It got me where I needed to start. It gave me the foundation. Don't regret any moment of it. But then when I looked at what would be my path the next two to five years, I knew that where I was at would not help me get there. And then so as as paths cross, you have us building our brand. There are other, other companies, Century 21 BE3 which for those of you who don't know is our cloud-based virtual model that we're going to take across the state and country and world. Why not? And, um, and how we're growing that is, is very strategically. And it's, even though it's virtual, we need local leadership, right? That's how we, we decided to build this. And because it's an important aspect as we've learned. So we decided as a group to say, we're going to find a phenomenal regional president and we're going to take our time and so the old be quick, but don't hurry, right? It didn't matter how long it took, right? That they we're going to do it right. So we interviewed dozens of people, right? And it was really, really, really great candidates, right? Very, very, very good. And there was something about Crystal when we first did our initial um, screening. Mike started the process. Then we did a Zoom. Um, then we went out and had some lunch. Then we invited you to come hang out with us, our top agent retreat over at Margaritaville and start integrating into the manager's meeting, watching a lot of our content. And so um, what I liked is your whole diverse background of corporate growth and just being able to kind of put things together. Plus, let's talk about how you did in your first year. I really want to, I don't want to skip over that because I think that's very remarkable. So um, my first year, and and I did have sales experience as well, but my first year was um, I had a phenomenal productivity coach who spent the extra time with me just to make sure that I didn't just sell, that I knew the compliance components, that I knew all of the aspects to make me a successful um, agent um, as well. And so I kind of, you know, I'm always kind of rogue. And so, you know, the, the first year it was said that, you know, you, could, you should only focus on buyers for your first year before you could look at any listings. And I said, I knew what the process was of closing and the, um, the cycle for a buyer. And I said, no, I'm going to figure out this listing process. And so within 60 days in, I got my first listing and people were amazed. 
And for those who don't believe in lead generation, lead generation works. I don't have a spear here. I, I, um, I do have, I know people all over the country, but really just started from ground zero um, doing what, what, what people tell you to do. Meet people, ask for referrals, um, call. I call um, heavily on expireds and cancels and then just converting them. So my first year, um, which was, um, which most agents do not do, my first year I was able to cap at my last firm. Um, year one, um, I was within the first um, 90 days, I was in the, the top 20 in the brokerage firm. And I just continued to, I looked at those and those were good things to do. But what was more important were the families that I was helping and how I was learning in the process. And so those were probably the biggest elements. Um, and so had a fantastic first year, um, 21 transactions my first year fantastic. in COVID. <laughs> wow. You guys with no sphere. And, and that's that was probably one of the more impressive things when um, when I met you saying, OK, this is how and I, I, what I what we didn't want was somebody kind of stuck in the ways. Right and of the way it's been. If you've been doing this 15, 20, 30 years, right? It's hard to see this, this, this industry is evolving moment by moment, right? And with no real bad habits and a great work ethic is was something very exciting for us to bring you into our organization because we're not mired in old traditions. We're growing obviously with new models and different things that we're doing. And I, the, you, can't, you can't beat work ethic, right? You just can't. You can't keep it down. You're going to find the drive. You're going to find the way. But you can really tweak it and you can embellish it and you can add great systems and tools to it to just catapult it. So what we what we noticed and identified in Crystal was the ability to um, really make friends quickly, connect with people from a skill set perspective, um, do transactions in a very tough environment in the first year with a weird shutdown COVID world not knowing anybody and still pulling in over 20 transactions in the first year, that's huge, right? From many, many, many different sources, which I know from now as the regional president of our, of our Orlando marketplace out there, you're, you've had such an experience in different types of buyers and sellers and financing problems and, and all different sources of business. So from a performance coaching perspective, which is a lot of the hats that you do wear, um, you've been there, done that, and can see how it's able to happen out. So that's what. Well, on the the one thing I want to point out too, in in the entire almost what forty five to sixty day period when we first started our conversation to the time where you actually decided to come on board, never once, not even once, did compensation ever come up in our conversation from her. She never. You never asked. You never said, hey, but how much money can I make, right? Mm -hmm. Not to us. I'm sure you asked internally. But the reason that's so important is because money was not the driver. She knew that she could make money, right? And she obviously made great money at her previous brokerage. So money was not the driving force. And it never even came up, right? Until probably the very end when we were actually signing our agreements. But I just want to point that point home because I talked to a lot of agents and in almost every conversation, one of the first of three questions that they ask is, well, what's my split going to be? How much, what, what's, what's my, con like literally it's the, one of the first things. And 
a lot of times they're brand new agents and I'm sitting there going, well, hundred percent of zero is still zero. So does it really matter? Like, let's actually get to what matters. And then you get really good at it, then compensation matters. But here we are talking to someone in a leadership position that literally never asked because that was low, so low down on the list. She had to fall in love with what we were looking to do and fall in love with our journey that we were trying to take before she could eat, before the money even mattered. Right. And, and I just, that's a huge asset. And it was something that really stuck out to me because even in the, in the 10 other people that we interviewed that, that came up pretty early in the conversation. Right. And that with her, it never did. So kudos well, to you, Mike, looking back at the other happy Asian podcast we've done though, is that a recurring theme from all the agents we've talked to? None of them have sure a clue where they're at. <laughs> they yeah. ask me to look yeah, it up. Yeah, half the time. I don't even know how much money they made. Yeah. <laughs> no, they get an email say, congratulations, you split one up. They're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. But that's a recurring yeah. theme from these podcasts for sure. You know what it is? It's that it's that recurring mindset of that we just inherently know that when you help enough people get to their where they want to go. You never have to worry about anything for yourself, right? It's 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 just a it's a universal law, if you will. And the sooner that you kind of let that be your guiding principle, then things just fall into place, right? So you just help people grow, get to what they want, and you really get everything you want along the way. And and that's been instilled, Craig. I know from dad or dad from yeah. little going forward, just help people, and um, and be clear what you want, and then talk to people and help them along the way, and you'll get everything you want. And that's just a, I think it's a big belief. You can have everything you want in life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Mm-hmm. That was the phrase. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about, Crystal, what do you enjoy most about the business right now? I enjoy the challenge. The challenge is key. I mean, um, one of the things with a business is you're not going to continue to be successful in our industry and as, as, as competitive as it is unless you're on top of your grant, your game, you have to be creative. And so I like, I mirror what um, you guys have established at Beggins to my scripts life. It's culture, you know, putting yourself around good folks um, is key. Uh, life is too short and I just don't want to be around people. I don't really care for, or I don't respect. And I respect you guys. Um, and I respect the, the foundation of the company. To be successful here is you can't keep doing things the way you used to do them. You have to stay on top of and you have to be creative in the process. Um, I like the entrepreneurial component of this because you guys just kind of gave me the footprint to say, here's what it is. And you've let me really go out there in these first um 45 days and create what I felt would be good. And there has not been any question and the support and the endorsement is huge. And so I say this with this new chunk of business that we are launching here, this can actually be reflected through what you're doing throughout the organization. When I look at this and when I looked at other firms, everything was pretty cookie cutter. This is the way we do it. This is how it's going to be. This is what you have to do you still let people really be what they are. We're 1099ers. And as a 1099 person, this is not corporate. We have corporate foundations and we have the systems that are in place and not every brokerage firm has that. 
We have the systems, but we also have how can you do your business the best? And that's, I think, what I think is key. Well, at, at the core of the name of the company, right, is BE3, Empower, Educate, and Encourage. Mm-hmm. Right? And that, that's from the top down. Like we, we empower to, for you to figure out what kind of life do you want to live? Right. Right? Educate with anything you want as far as going deep down any lane to get successful. We have you covered. Right? And then the encouragement, the daily training, the reach out, the, the ability to be there, a phone call and a text at any moment. Right? So the foundation is there from a, a leadership level down to an agent level right? and everything in between. And that's what's kind of fun because this is an you hit it on the head. This is an entrepreneurial spirit world, industry that we're in. And you can go make a couple million bucks a year if you want, or you can make nothing if you want. Right. right? And, and it's completely up to you. And we're going to power educate and encourage you to hopefully not do nothing. Right. But, you know, you know, I mean, if you want if you're happy bringing in 20 grand for the year to help out with the household expenses. Great. We love you just as much as you want to make two million bucks this year to go buy a crazy island in the Bahamas, whatever you want. Right. That's the fun part. And then we get to re reevaluate that every quarter to make sure that we're still all excited about doing what we're doing. Great. That's very fun. What advice do you have for agents who are. You know, it's an interesting time in this industry. I was just talking, I just hired an agent right before this podcast. And I said, you just, you don't understand. And and you also, we don't understand what we have right now, right? The, the gift that we have with this market right now has never, ever happened before. I, this is our 30th year, Craig, in, in Century 21 Beggins Enterprises. In June will be our 30th, 30th anniversary of Century 21 business. This is nuts. This is absolutely crazy. The fundamentals are strong. Interest rates are low. Buyer demand is ridiculous. Seller leverage is huge. Everything is perfect, right? Everything is perfect. So what advice do you have for agents? For, let's have two questions. How do we help people understand that this is a true gift that's going to go away, mm-hmm. right? And then what, what advice do we have to actually to, to get that nudge to go to a next level? I'm curious from your perspective. I think, I mean, the gift, I mean, if you look at history and you look to see how the real estate market has changed from one decade to the next, that's enough. If you're a newer agent, you may not know that, but ask ask, um, your aunts, your uncles, your parents, uh, you know, what has happened to them. I remember as a lender, I remember um, doing mortgage rates for 12%. And people still bought the houses and they were just happy and, you know, you adjusted and you adapted. And so now for the agent, I really say educate yourself because when you look at the buying power that people have and a lot of folks don't realize, well, I don't have the down payment. We have tons of resources where you can do things to help you get into homes Real estate is the one piece where it's going to continue to appreciate. And so the, the value that I ask, that I tell people is educate yourself, make sure you know what you can do. And then if you're an agent that's not a homeowner, your first priority is to figure out how you can own something. And so it's more difficult to try and to um, educate our clients when we've not experienced it ourselves. And so I, I say that, you know, use us um, to help you to get home, make home ownership a reality for yourself if you're not yet there. Great point. Good point. And investment. Oh, yes. 
I wanted to throw out a little bit of a curveball, just not to challenge you, but <laughs> the, the the growth of agent of the agent population is is of concern to me. Right, right now, there's more real estate agents in the United States than there are houses for sale, and the new agents are getting licensed like crazy. What advice do you have for a new agent getting started in a world of, where there's plenty of real estate agents? You need to figure out what you need to do to be able to differentiate yourself. Uh-huh. Because just because someone has a license does not mean that they're good. Correct. And I think that we have we have seen the other side when we're working with agents, when we're trying to get deals closed for our clients. And then I tell agents, really, you got to really evaluate what's your why and what, you know, how are you going to, how can we help you get there? And guess what? It's okay to raise your hand if this isn't the thing that you really want to do. And there's other sources of income that we can that you can look at as an agent. I tell people, you know what? I'm an extrovert, so it's no secret. I'll get out there. I'm the one that kind of gets high. When you tell me no, okay, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to change the no to a yes. But not everyone is uh, programmed like that. And so for that agent, you all know someone. Maybe you just become a referral source. And it's okay. It is completely okay, but if you're not putting in, I put it this way, you're dealing with someone's biggest asset. This is probably the most significant purchase. And so you need to just make sure that you're educated and you're not just one of the numbers collecting a check. That is probably the big thing. I love that because it's personal responsibility and they've got to want to do a good job. Because I think that's one of the biggest challenges. The the non-committed agents are out there trying to get business and they're not holding any standards and they're lowering the credibility of the rest of the agents in the marketplace. Right. They're striving to work hard. So good answer. Nice curveball catch. <laughs> no, I, I, I love doing these, these happy agent podcasts because to me it's inspire. It's really interesting and inspiring to see everybody's backstories because uh, as a little girl, you didn't say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be in real estate. Right? It's just an interesting evolution that takes you through all types of states and regions and sales positions and educations and goods and bads and uglies. And, and it just, it leads you to a cool place. So I, I just love the backstories. So I cannot end this because my daughter is going to be listening to this happy podcast. I must say that behind everyone, there is a good person. And so my Gen Zer is my marketeer. And so she's the one who keeps me straight. She keeps me cool. But guess what? Along the way, she's actually learning real estate. So if I've done nothing right in this world, she understands business and she understands what it takes to get a deal done. So I have to give a shout out to her because she'll remind me. Um, But I just say that, you know, this is not just for me. This is for we talk about wealth building and we talk about generational growth. I think um, Jeff, you, Craig, and then your daughter, Jessica, you're the perfect example that you're family and you get it. And so my piece is too, and I guess my, my ending comment is this is not just like another job. It's a career, but it's also an education and a vocation that we can instill to whomever we touch um, of what it means to grow your wealth through real estate. And it's a retirement as well. We've got an agent of ours now who's the number one agent in the entire company this year with us, what, six, 17 years now. 
And he's just crushing it, making ridiculous lifestyle for himself and savings and retirements. And then as he's nearing the time that he's going to be stepping away, he's bringing in right his nephew into the business that can now take over that book of business and will pay him a referral fee for the rest of his retirement. And what alongside, I mean, really, it's a, it's a generational wealth building opportunity, business creation of entrepreneurship. And then, but you got to treat it like one when you come in, right? You've got to get around people that understand business, understand how to be successful. And the biggest danger in the market right now is, Craig, to your point, way too many people have a real estate license. They, they just should not. And the scary thing is way too many people have a broker's license that are, are leading people in an industry where this is not a normal real estate market. This is, this is nuts, right? It's absolutely crazy. There's no challenges. So when the, when the waters get a little rougher, right, it's going to be interesting to see an interesting shakeout in the industry. So that's one of the things that I love about having the, the longevity and the experience that um, we have as a leadership team. It's deep, and I'm very proud to have you as part of it there. Yes. I'm happy to be a part. Very good. Well, thank you for taking the time, Crystal. And um, anybody else will have Crystal's contact here. Reach out, especially if you're in the Orlando marketplace. Take a look because you, you, you're you going to be lucky to have leadership like her um, behind you as well and surrounded Absolutely. by us as a team. So thanks again for having taking the time with us. And guys, thanks for watching the Happy Agent Podcast. Absolutely.